Sorry, everyone. We uh, we couldn't get Barack Obama on the podcast. Um, the the AI. I didn't want to pay more money for the AI stuff for another month, so I'm not gonna have Barack Obama. You know, hello and welcome to the uh, Supermax podcast. Uh, let me be clear. I wasn't gonna have that. So I'm your but host, Jared. Oh, that wasn't good. Sorry, but okay. I'm yeah, well, yeah, obviously. I'm... Uh, that's, that's, that's the other Jared. And uh, hello, we're gonna talk I about... am uh, the other uh, Jared, and uh, welcome to uh, Supermax uh, podcast, where we talk about basketball and not drone strikes. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk about uh, salary cap league fantasy basketball. Uh, hopefully, you, you're aware of this before you listen in um i i prefaced this topic before you join the call mr ross king and the listener uh-huh. already knows what this topic is because they've read the title oh boy oh boy but you don't no you're right i normally uh little uh little inside the show here for everybody who's listening normally when we start the podcast jared comes with like some sort of specific topic and he'll he'll text me the day of and be like i have a topic and i'm like "Ooh, what is it and he goes no you can't find out to record so i never know what we're talking about until we're here on the rare occasion like i think the worst contract episode we talk about that ahead of time and get that all laid out but for the most part, you tell me what's coming, like literally as the podcast has already started. Well, yeah, it's more fun that way. Um, for you <laughs> and the listener. But um, we're we're like less than ten games away from the season ending. You probably already know who's winning your league, and now because I was stuck uh, with some with my family, um, they were watching a movie I'd already seen. I was like, you know what? I'm going to crack open my laptop and just kind of look at next year's numbers. And then, oops, I I started doing next year's rankings. I started doing next year's salary cap sheet. Um, Oopsie daisy. And I noticed something fascinating about the way I sort of gut reaction did this initial list. It's not going to surprise you that almost no one 30 years old or older makes it in the first like four or five rounds. Is that surprising to you? It's not surprising at all. Okay. Um, I'm trying you... to think. Of, I'm trying to think of who at that age range would even like make a, a just the smallest amount of sense. I mean, there's a lot I of 28, I... 29 year olds. Yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking like 30 and over. I mean, I know some people over. think. Some people think that Kevin Durant is a franchise cornerstone now for the next five years, um, but realistically, I, I don't. I don't. I'm looking back right now at this year's draft. I don't see anybody. Uh, well, Harden went in the third round. Well, I'll tell you this: I don't think he's going in the third round <laughs> this this upcoming year. Yeah, probably not. He's the only guy in that age range in our first. In the fourth round here. I'll give you another hint. Well, this isn't even the, the hot take, by the way. This is not the spicy take. This is just a, okay. a, a matter of fact. Currently, as it's constituted, like you'd have to get to the fifth round of my initial rankings for next year's salary cap slash, I guess, Dynasty League rankings, if you want to use those two now, because it's all young guys. Um, the two oldest players are in their early 30s, and I believe they're both on the same team. 
going through all the teams in my head. Uh, trying to think of who those would be. Mm. These two players are on the same team in their early 30s. Yes. And they put up a lot of fantasy points, and they don't have the worst contract I've ever seen. So, therefore, they're they're in the first half of, of this draft. Ah, I'm I'm gonna be sitting here too long going through all the teams to figure this one out. So it's in the east. Gonna, it's in the east. Uh, and they're not great. They're not a good team. Well, we can rule out uh, Orlando, Charlotte. You didn't pick. No, Miami doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't because a lot of those guys get paid way too much. Yeah. Well, I thought of older say, guys. I was like, I was like Butler and Lowry, but they don't, they, well, those are well again, contracts. like early 30s. So it's not like they're like ancient, but like they've been around right, right, right. for a while and they're like quarter, sort of cornerstones on that team. They're healthy. One's a center, one's a guard. Is it the Bulls? Yeah. Okay. So you have to get to like the fourth or fifth round before you get to like guys who are in their 30s. Or older, so I'm talking about DeRozan and uh, Vucevic. Vucevic? Vucevic, yeah. Vic? Well, one thing worth noting about Vucevic is he is a free agent after this season. Um, I'm restricted. I I think somebody is going to pay him more than 22, which is what he made this year. Um, but we'll see how that goes. I have him listed as 33, but that could be a placeholder. 33 million? That's what it says on on the sheet. But again, this is not official. This is like I typed in a bunch of names and then randomly like kind of moved them around and was like, oh, I wonder how the rankings would go. And then I and then I stumbled into this spicy take, which I'm about to get into. But uh, yeah, let, let me let me double check the Vucevic number just because I'm here. But the 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 spicy take has to do with with how much players are being paid. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a place. It's a placeholder. It's it's bird rights. It's just a cap hold. So that's not like a real number. So I wouldn't wouldn't necessarily rely on what I say. It's like the NFL salary cap. Those numbers yeah. are all just yeah. fake. They're gobbled too. I started putting together some names, and I'm putting together these names, and I'm 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 ranking them, and I'm I'm projecting ahead who's getting a big jump in pay, and it's a lot of the 2019 draft. So those are the guys who, who, who got the bag. So this is Zion, Ja, RJ, Darius Garland, um, Tyler Hero, uh, PJ Washington. Those are the names of people who got a big bag of money. Cameron Johnson. And then I, I'm looking ahead and I'm like, okay, I'm, I, you know, but oh, I'm like 40 names in. And I realized that it it it's it's uh, right now you'd have to get to like round 4 before i had anyone making 40 million dollars or more and that includes a lot of big names wait so you would not have giannis in, in the top 4 rounds i believe he's making 40 am i wrong in saying that so i'm looking at it and i was like double checking myself i was like there's no way that's that's bonkers there's a lot of guys, Mr. Ross King, and this is the hot take, who were making 30-ish million, who jump up to 45 or more. And I'm looking at injuries, and I'm looking at total points, and I'm looking at average points. And I'm saying to myself, I'm not sure I would draft 
Jokic, Giannis, Luka, or Trey Young in like the first two or three rounds. They just make too much money now, and they're not heads and tails above the rest of the pack when it comes to a full season of health. Because I'm looking at the total numbers, and there's a couple names who have outperformed these guys. And I'm like, wow, I think there's a turning of the of, of the page. There is a new guard. A, a turning of the guard? No, that's not the right expression. Changing is of the guard. Is this not changing of the guard? Is this not mind blowing to you? Um let me let me ask you a question before I give my my statement here. How much yeah. is Jokic making next season? 40 almost 47, like a hair underneath 47. What Okay, that is not what I thought. That's, no, that's that changes that's a lot what of things. I thought. I I know. I now right? if, okay. Let me talk. Let me say this: If we're talking, he's making thirty three now. It, it, we're 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 thinking. Yeah, he's making thirty three. So that's looking about a thirty three percent increase there. That's and it's oh estimated God. that he's going to jump up to forty seven. Yeah. Um, if we're talking about. Uh, I'm I'm actually on Spotrack and it's not loading properly. I'm like, hurry up and load. Um, if we're talking about their availability, how good they're playing, all that kind of stuff, and we're not considering those numbers as much for just a second, Jokic is still one of the elite guys because he is out there every single game, uh, you know, the occasional exception, but he's out there producing all the time. Giannis has had some injury issues. Uh, Luca missed, I think, two long stints this season with injuries. And and Trey is in and out of the lineup and is very uh, up and down as well in that regard. I'm, yeah, here it is. Wow, I know, I know, dude. I kept wow. staring at it and I was like, I I am now so red pilled for like just taking the most dirt cheap dudes who are like the most bang for your buck and sort of abandoning like, Oh, he's the best fantasy player. And like, Oh, he'll, he'll put up a whole season healthy because he's Giannis and he didn't. And I'm just looking at like these total numbers for the season. And I'm looking at these salaries and I'm like, I don't want to pay Steph Curry money to anyone. I'd rather just like do what the guy who's going to win our league is doing. And just like have so much money at the end that you're just churning through the LeBrons and Durants for fun. And I'll let someone else pay Trey Young 40-something million. I'll let someone else pay Luca 40-something million. I'll let someone else pay Giannis 40-something million. Because that's a lot of money to put all into one basket. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that was my issue this year. Is I have one of the best players in fantasy this year on a per-game average, which, which is Luca. Um, and then another one of the guys who's up there on a per game average was Stray, but that's almost two thirds of my cap gone on those two guys. It's just not worth it. Yeah. So I'm now predisposed to just like knock down those guys in these rankings and say like either take them later or let someone else have that headache and just load up on the 2020 draft. And what I mean by that is not like uh, contract year guys, but the pre-contract year guys. So this 2020 draft is 
some of the best fantasy players in salary cap leagues, even before the fact that they're playing for their contract this upcoming season. So I was already going to put Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball and Tyrese Halliburton up, up, up high in the first round. But the fact that like they're going to get their, their max deals before the contract year next year means that they're going to ball out this year. You know what I mean? So hang on. Let me, let me make sure I got this straight. You're saying that they're going to get their extension before this next season starts and then they're going to ball out. No, 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 no. Like they're going to play this year out the 23, 24 season. Right. But those guys you just mentioned were all drafted in 2020, correct? Yeah. So they would get their extension after this season. The extension kicks in after 24 or after uh, the 23, 24 season. Yeah. So they're eligible this summer. Are they, are they eligible this summer? Yep. Oh, so I should be looking at the 21. You're, you're looking at you're looking at Franz Wagner's class of 21. He he's finishing up his second year. Next year is his third year, that whole class, and then in the summer of 24, they can sign contract extensions. Oh. That would, that would okay. kick in in 20 the summer of 25. Cuz I cuz you and I both had Tyler Hero this year and he's making nothing and then next right. year it's going to kick in. Right. But he didn't sign that. He signed that last he, summer. Correct. He signed the extension that kicks in uh, this fall, I believe, in August or September. Interesting. Okay. So I should be moving up the likes of Cade, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Josh Giddy, Franz Wagner. Correct. That entire class. Okay, because they're going to be playing for the bag. Yes. Ah. I don't know if that necessarily still impacts these sort of early rankings, um, which are obviously a subject to change, but like, I got two Knicks in the top eight. Uh, Is Julius Randle one of them? It's him and Brunson. Yeah, of course it is. They make $25 million and Julius Randle has put up more points than Giannis this year because he plays every game. He's one of the few. I think it's like a four or five players have played every game this season, and um, he is one of them. Brunson's now, numbers, his, his contract actually goes down next year. Jalen yeah, Brunson. dude. So... I'm looking at these numbers and I'm saying to myself, if SGA and Julius Randle can put up more fantasy points in a season than Giannis or a Lillard, you know what I mean? Like that's like, I, I, I expect more of these names to start creeping above. Like, here's a good example. Sabonis is a relatively young man. And he's put up more fantasy points this year than Luca and Embiid and Tatum and Young. So, like, what is to stop me from ranking a, a much cheaper guy? Maybe he doesn't even necessarily put up more points than a Giannis or a, a, a whoever. Like, it's still worth it because their contract is like dirt cheap compared to like $46 million. 
No, you're right. You're right. You're not going to get an argument from me on that. So, so this is not a spicy take, is what I'm hearing. No, it's not that spicy at all. You, mm-hmm. you, you want it to be spicy, but I've already heard something, read something far spicier today than you could ever, ever have hoped to dream up. And and what and what was that? Uh, so I read in an article uh, that the Suns have two superstars for the next four to five years that they can rely on as the cornerstones of their franchise. Obviously, Devin Booker Chris, and DeAndre Ayton. Devin Booker, Chris Paul is going to retire probably the next couple of years, so he's obviously not one of them. DeAndre right. Ayton is not the second one. It is Kevin Durant who can't stay on the court, and he's thirty-four. He's going to be 35 by the start of next season. He and I are are the same age. I think we're like, I'm thinking I'm like two months older than he is. Uh, Five years from now, I'll be pushing 40. He'll be pushing 40. Yeah, no. His skills do not translate to a LeBron being 40 and being like, oh, okay. You lost some athleticism, but like, well, on that big dude and on that very topic, I think we have two guys in in professional sports who have kind of changed the way we view players and the way they age, and we expect it of every player now. And that's Tom Brady and LeBron James. They have just taken such uniquely good care of their bodies that they have been able to play long past when most players can play. And I don't think and, Kevin Durant is that level that LeBron yeah. is in that way. And and not through anything he's intentionally doing. But just like he's so thin and lanky and tall. Yeah, that 100%. And the injuries compound. And also, LeBron wasn't even like super duper healthy this season. So like... No, he hasn't been. I think, I think too, and we're going off on a tangent here, but I think, too, if you look at LeBron's career as a whole, it's only very recently that he's had any sort of injury issues. He didn't really have it in Miami. didn't really have it in Cleveland. It's, it's almost entirely been in L.A. Kevin Durant has had that issue... In Golden States, in Brooklyn, and now in Phoenix. I don't, Didn't he I don't miss remember. a year with the Thunder? I don't remember if I, 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 don't I think remember he, if he missed a year. I'll, I'll, I'll pull that up real quick. I'll let you keep talking for a second while I pull that up. So, essentially, that was sort of like the, the, the major takeaway was just like, wow, all here, the guys. Here oh. we go real quick. 24, 2014, 2015, 27 games played. Yeah. I think there was a year where like he missed it and then like another year where like Westbrook missed it and it was just Westbrook. Like, I remember that was the Pat Bev thing. Everybody was like mad at Patrick Beverly. He missed an entire year. But like just like putting together these like early initial rankings, it was just like I just looked at the master list of like who just put up the most points this year. Now obviously that's not going to stay the same, but like just cherry picking the cheapos quote unquote and it took a while before i started getting to guys who were like in the mid to high three uh 30 million range and there was just so many names of just like why don't we just pay you nothing compared to paying a Giannis or paying a Jokic? um it was it was surprising i i was i was thoroughly surprised because it's not like I'm trying to think of like like a particular group of like the quote unquote best fantasy players, which is which is Jokic, Doncic, Embiid, uh, Young, Giannis, and like that's like almost an MVP lineup. And like they're gonna start getting to the age now where it's like they're gonna miss more games and their teams yeah. are gonna get better around them. And I just don't think they're gonna be like, oh well, he scored a thousand more points than the next guy, which is like what Jokic did like the last two years. Like that's no longer the case. Like right. The bonus is my number one 
for this ranking because he's making 19 million and he's having a tremendous season. Would you like uh, would you like me to give you a spicy take now? Is, it's not it, it has it has nothing to do with Kevin Durant. Is it if you randomly pick a bonus this year, you automatically won your fantasy league? No, no. It actually it actually it actually uh proposes somebody else being the number one player if one thing mm. happens. You're gonna tell so, me when the Timberwolves get rid of Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards goes to number one. No, no, th- this this you're this is gonna be a bit of a throwback and a bit of a look forward. So I live here in Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, oh. and, and under you know you you see where I'm headed with this, an underachieving oh. team. And there have been rumors that have been growing steadily throughout the season that Trey Young could be on the way out, and that could come through a trade this offseason. If that happens, the new star of the team, the new number one guy, is the guy you had as the number one guy in your rankings before he got traded to the Hawks this season, yeah. and this past offseason, and that is DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray, if that happens, would be my number one guy from what I see right now in the rankings. I... I just don't envision Trey Young being dealt within the next 12 months. It could happen. I mean, there like everybody loved him a year ago and now there's like steady talk about is he on his way out? I not within the next like 10, 11, 12 months and that's basically the the bulk of next year's fantasy season. I wouldn't bank every not that like I'm telling you not to draft anyone, but I'm just like I wouldn't bank on that. I thought you were going to say when Carl Anthony Towns goes which I, no, I, no, I no, no. Hang, hang on, I'm not saying the bank on Trey Young being traded. I'm just saying I see it as a realistic possibility. If that happens, DeJounte Murray becomes the number one guy in my rankings. Well, to be fair, Anthony Edwards right now for me, and this year isn't even done, but just like for next year, God, this is so ridiculous. Like we're projecting so far in the future. Anthony Edwards is two for me. And then Murray is seven. So it's not like, you know, I didn't even consider either of those things when I, I just kind of did it based on like, you healthy, you put no points, you're getting paid nothing. All right. You're going into the first round. Good thing is we have time to put together the final rankings before they need to be like, you know, somewhat finalized. But it was just so like, I'm put like, I just started throwing more names and more names. And I like, I looked at these, like, like how much, like a Jokic and a Giannis were getting paid. I was like, I don't know if I can justify putting them in like a first, second round anymore. I just, I would, I would rather personally take like a ton of other guys. I'd rather take 30 different guys than pay either of those two MVP front runners, uh, $45 million. And, and how much is Embiid making? I don't even know if he's on this initial ranking because he's not getting any younger. Well, I mean, no one's getting younger. That's not how time works. That's but. yeah, it's not at all how time works. Yeah, and Bede's projected. It's an estimate that he's going to be making essentially forty-seven million. It's just like I, I can't do that. Oof. I, I can't. I, I can't tell anyone to draft those guys. Um, and then there's the issue of where do you take the bet on Crown Vic Scoot? And even a Chet Holmgren. Because these aren't like the best rookie. Hey, good job, 
Paulo Bancaro, like you're you're a great pick. Like, yes, there's a is. chance that those guys elevate to like, oh, whoa, you're like one of the best fantasy players. Oh my god, you know, like possibly, maybe. I mean, I mean, Paolo, maybe. I, I mean, we're talking about Chet Holmgren. I was not high on him coming out of was it Gonzaga? It was Gonzaga, right? Gonzaga. Gonzaga, the college does Gonzaga. not exist, according to Jimmy Kimmel. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about this whole, uh, this class as a whole that we have this year. I think Paolo, obviously, the the Magic made the absolute perfect pick there, um, and I'm so happy they did. But I, if if you were to ask, or if you were to just rank this class next for next season, right? I think we both agree Paolo is number one. If we just take the 2022 NBA draft class, who would be number two on your list? Like as far as for the, for our league, uh, Jalen Williams. I would have had Jaden Ivy. Okay. No. Cause like he didn't have Caden this way this year. And he was good. Not great for, from a fantasy perspective, like not even Fair. just a basketball, like, and then Kate's coming back. So like, Jalen Williams. Oh. Um, but like I'm 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 trying to suss out right now of like where would I want Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson and Chet? Is it before a Cade Cunningham or a Jay oh, Ivy? I think it depends a lot on landing spot. It depends on where they end up and, and who uh, they have around them. I don't I I think those guys are are maybe so potentially good that it doesn't matter because the team would have to completely build around them at that point. I'm not putting Chet Holmgren high on any of my lists because like I was kind of alluding to, I I didn't like really what I saw at Gonzaga. I didn't understand why I still understand why he was such a high pick. And if the magic had taken him number one overall, which there was a rumor for like a day, I would have lost my mind. I would have absolutely lost my mind in the worst way possible. I think, I think what I'm basically just like looking at, it's like, I'm just, I just want to spear fish for the, for the, for the guys like Nick Claxton, who just like, they just blow up and you're just like, why? Why the hell did I not take Nick Claxton? Yeah, like, no, I, I don't. I don't want to miss any of those anymore. And I don't know. Somewhat related now, if the Houston Rockets get Victor Wembanyama, uh-huh. guess who they're guess who they're taking in their starting center spot between him and Shengun? It's not Shengun. As, as much as I love Shen, exactly. So like, even a team with a a big front court like a Jabari Smith Jr. and and Shengun. No, get out of the way. It's it's Victor's spot as a motorcycle drives by my window. It's Victor's spot. And and if he goes to Detroit, it's it's his spot. And if he goes to Charlotte or uh San Antonio, obviously his spot. So like I'm 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 close to to putting those guys like him and Scoot like real, real high and just saying like screw it. Like they're just so they're just so cheap. Like you just no, like okay. I went, I went early on Paulo, and everyone thought I was too early. But like, I don't know. He wasn't even a proven commodity. Like these two might be more proven. No, I I agree with what you're saying as far as they're going to be high. I don't know exactly where to place them until I know where they're playing. 
because that does yeah. if, if, if the situation does change whether they're going to be like a second round pick or a first round pick hmm. you know you send somebody like you send somebody like Victor Wembanyama to to Charlotte a barren wasteland yeah it's it's different than if let's say the magic win the first overall pick and win the lottery again you put him at center over window carter he's suddenly next to paulo bancaro franz wagner a, a re a reborn markel fultz like those are two very different situations ah oh, man you still it's... put him high no matter what he's still high no matter what it's just a matter of where he actually is put that hedges on or or depends on where these teams where he lands. That was difficult to say for some reason. Anyway, here we go. Here's Wonderwall. Uh I actually don't even know how much the rookies are going to be making. Uh so I can't even like compare like like I think like what was like Paulo like 11 million you know, yeah. like I, I don't know how much the rookies are going to be making this upcoming summer, like once they kind of get drafted and it's like, OK, you know, like if if Victor Wembayama is making like close to 13, 14, 15, it's like, OK, maybe maybe you you just pay Franz Wagner five, you pay Walker Kessler two, you pay mm-hmm. Desmond Bain three, you know, like that, like Scotty Barnes is eight, Giddy's six million like that's pathetic like that's like such a, no, a dumb no-brainer um that maybe it is a little risky to, but like i don't know man like scoot henderson for 10 million in like san antonio i would rather have him over trey jones i would have him over the two guards in houston no i mean I, that, of, of course but like you're gonna have them high you're gonna have them I think worst case, even if you get somebody in Charlotte, you know, it's still there's still like a third round pick at the worst, the worst possible scenario, worst possible team. There, there's still that, but it all depends on where they end up as to how far up they can go. Of course, you're always going to take you're going to take Scoot Henderson over Trey Jones any day of the week, and if if yeah. anybody else says otherwise, they're lying to you. It's it's going to be an interesting year. Like these these rankings are going to be shell shockingly different than the ones that uh, we did last year for this season. Um, even with all like the the sort of secret list stuff of like we should have seen a Nick Claxton coming, we should have seen a Trey Jones coming. Like I just I really don't want to miss those. And what teams are eligible to blow it up like the like the Nets did? Because in the aftermath of, of the aftermath of that, boy, does Mikael Bridges look like a steal. Yeah, yeah. Because he because he looked undraftable in Phoenix. He looks like he a looks star. Like a, he looks yeah. like a star now and a steal salary cap wise. So, like, what potential places are going to blow it up? Hence, the the Hawks and the Timberwolves. Um. Do they do they just Man, make I feel like for, I, I feel like the I feel like the Hawks are such an interesting scenario because they have that potentially disgruntled superstar in Trey Young. And it's not really like 
a team that's working well together. But there's so many talented pieces. Like, I don't know if you blow it up or if you move a couple guys and, and change a couple things around. They should have never tra- traded um, Kevin Herter. That was a mistake. What if they just got another coach and they got another coach and they got another coach? Well, they just got another coach, what, three Wouldn't weeks that ago? Fix Quinn everything? Snyder? Wouldn't that just, just keep just changing the coach? Yeah, that totally works. Now, Quinn Snyder has a five-year contract that he just signed. So I think he's oh, going to yeah, be around like- for a minute. Like the number of years on any contract for coaches in any sport fucking matters. Occasionally it does. Occasionally. At any given moment, here's the door. Thank you very much. We're going to buy you out. Thank you. Ime Udoka. That's that's a different situation, though. I'm just saying, at any point, anyone could just rip up a coach's contracts in a way that they can't do with a player in the NBA in the NFL cut your cut uh sorry your cut uh your cut and your cut hey Ezekiel Elliott your cut future, future jet yeah, yeah future was, yeah. jet <laughs> yeah. it's funny every every time I do a a story for work on dig.com about Shohei Otani I always put in like somewhere like above the headline like future met all-star Shohei like I I have to keep sneaking that in everywhere if Shohei Otani goes to the Mets I it will be as if the Magic drafted Chet Holmgren but we don't know how good Chet Holmgren is yeah no I saw here's the we're this little bit of being a tangent I saw him play at Gonzaga. I watched those games. I did not see anything that made me think this guy should be the number one overall pick. He's tall and he hits threes. I mean, that's that's the the way of the future. I, I mean, Paolo is obviously a better choice. I would have rather had Jabari Smith. There's there's a lot of guys in this past draft that I would have rather had Keegan Murray. I would have rather had the only one who, who um, who's a fan of Chet. I'll defend Chet. He's tall and he hits threes. Just be a Porzingis. Just gain some weight and just just jack him up. Who's gonna Who's gonna jump over know, you and 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 disrupt your shot? No one is the answer. The future of of NBA basketball is, are five gangly Giannis type creatures who all can do rim defense, block, rebound because they're tall, but they can also play defense. And they can dribble and pass and and hit threes and literally do everything. And no one can switch and and uh, you know like oh we're gonna pick on him because he's like the worst defender. Like no, that's the future. And the and the closer we get to the future, the more uh, that'll be the case. You're not wrong, but I'm not saying I don't think Chet Holmgren is that guy. He, just, he did not do it consistently enough. Five Chet Holmgrens out on the court is what I'm saying. I mean, if you have five Chet Holmgrens out on the court, then cool, have fun. Like, all right, I'm probably going to win the game. Hmm. Well, that's more or less what I had on my plate was uh, just the sort of shocking findings of uh, putting together this early, early, early list. Uh, which doesn't even have sort of like the final totals of of the season for fantasy, so I can't really tell like 
I can't do like the 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 points per million value thing yet. Um, I can't look at games played. So like Giannis is down games played, Harden's down games played. It just seems like anyone who is even hints at the possibility of missing time, you're just going way down in the rankings because there's just like enough young, good to great rising stars who are dirt cheap, who I would much rather just draft and not have to worry about because they're getting minutes or they're getting garbage time minutes. And it's going to be a lot less Hardens and Embiid's in, in, at the top part of the rankings and a lot more Tyrese Maxes, if you know what I'm saying. I get what you're saying, but don't put Chet Holmgren out there. You know, I'm going to have to just draft him and and uh, and have that be the bit for the next year of podcasting. How's that sound? That's fine. If you want to, if you want to ruin your team with him, that's I will not stop you. Go for it. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to our league's draft from last season. I took Paulo at the end of round two. So he was pick uh-huh. 18. Uh-huh. I feel like that's more or less where this year's rookies are going to start going. Maybe round three or four is where I take a stab at Chet. Go for it. Man, looking at this list makes me so sad. I t- I took Fred Van Vliet one pick above Trey Jones. And Fred Van Vliet is great. He's had a good season and he's inexpensive. Yeah. yeah. What a gut punch. Try again next year. I'm coming in second, and I feel like I've lost. If you ain't first, you last. I did. I know. That's I always say that. But like, I did everything right. I nailed every pick. Like all my picks were like defensible, and I had a great season. And I'm coming in second, and it's just like, but I got blown out by first place, and he made us all look like fools. Yeah, can you catch? There's no way you can catch him. Is there? No. Hey, I went from last to seventh, though, and I'll probably get to uh, sixth. Why? Why would you do that to yourself? Because I never give up. Terrible. It's terrible. You should be tanking. You should be tanking so that you can take... Uh... I, I I guess Demonis Sabonis number one overall, but do you think do you think Sabonis is going to stay number one throughout no. the summer? No, I th- I feel like he's going to be top five. I feel like something's going to change. Um, I I would bet a lot of money right now he'll be top five on our rankings. I would not bet he's number one. What would have to happen? Something with him or the team or someone else? I mean, it depends on like player movement and like new contracts and stuff like that. But there's so many uncertainties in in what's going to happen between now and the first game of next season when it comes to who's where and who's making what. That it's tough to definitively say right now. Oh, it's definitely Demontis Sabonis is number one. 
It's, it's, it's really impossible to say that. I mean, I, I'm not quite sure he's going to have the season this year or next year. Like, it, it's impossible to say any player is going to have such a great historic, you know, like career best type of year. Like, that's just, I, that's impossible to say. But it, I don't know. It doesn't seem like the, like the Kings are going to like change up that much at, at the top to make, to like knock him off. No, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's, it's going to be. It's going to be some bonus that gets knocked down. I'm. I'm saying there's a possibility someone else gets in the right situation, the right contract, and they end up moving up. That we end up looking at them and saying, like, for instance, the Jante Murray thing. If that's to happen, Dejounte Murray shoots up number one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe if the Timberwolves start to shake things up, maybe I, I would move Anthony Edwards above him yeah we'll see all right well that's it for me uh if if you don't have anything else for us in regards to basketball then i guess we're just gonna have to transition to being a baseball podcast uh for the next six months oh boy two of the best teams in baseball represented right here on this podcast can all right can i just end on a really sad note I have to plug well, a football sad, sad podcast. I have to plug a football podcast at some point, but go ahead. All right, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, let me get to my sad business. This may be so sad, and and you're going to be so happy. <sighs> Sean Fennessy of the Ringer, go ahead. Tweeted out the following. All right. In regards to some of the best prospects in baseball. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Alvarez and Brett Batty being sent to the minor leagues. Yep. In Syracuse, which I, for two years, have been like, put him on the team, put him on the team, put him on the team. He quote tweets the oldest lineup in baseball that collectively hit 185 in the playoffs and looked completely gassed is heading into this season, exactly the same plus Tommy Pham. Shameful shit for the richest team in the sport. This is the best roster I've seen the Mets have in in decades, and I'm irate. I'm depressed. We're winning nothing. And I'm almost just like, just throw on the towel. Just throw on the towel. Like, don't even bother. Like, you're paying two 40-year-old men to pitch. You don't have your closer. Uh, it's going to be a disaster of a season until we get Otani. But then I fear that we're just going to be like the Angels. I'm, I'm, I'm a little upset about... Um... For fancy purposes, by Evan Diaz. Yeah, but you know what? I do hope you come the Angels. I if the Mets are the Angels of uh, the, the new Angels, that'd be no, no, just the new the Angels NL of baseball. Angels. No, just the new Angels of baseball. No, because the Angels aren't going to not be the Angels. They're going to have Mike Trout and no one. So there'll be an AL Angels and an NL Angels, but they'll be called the Mets. <laughs> I don't see an issue with that. We're going to give Shohei Otani $600 million and he's going to be like by far the best player on the team. And Please don't do reason, that. I like Shohei. Some, and then for some reason, uh, Uncle Steve Cohen is not going to like want to pay anyone else. He's going to start tightening the budget because he gave that contract to to Otani. And it's going to be like, well, you know, you don't have a bullpen and now you don't have any starting pitching because they aged out and you still don't have anyone to hit because we hit 185 in the playoffs last year with a bunch of old men. Uh and then you gotta you gotta pay P. Alonzo, and I don't think the Francisco Lindor is exactly who we thought he was gonna be. 
Um, it's gonna be sad. It's gonna be really sad. I, I won't cry. You have a new podcast for football, by the way. Yeah, I've got a I've got a podcast on sports ethos from Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tell us about it. Uh, so it's it's bi-weekly right now in the offseason. We had uh we had Greg Allen from Fox Sports on a week and a half ago from when we record this. So it like what was that? Is that St. Patrick's Day? That may have been St. Patrick's Day. Had him on, talked a little about what's going on, not only with the Bucks, but also the NFC South. Um trying to get somebody for this week in particular, but we will see if that person uh is able to do it. I'm not gonna say who it is yet. Uh, I'm not quite sure I will ever show up on this podcast because there's no reason for me to do so. But, um, boy, does that division seem bad? Yeah, no, it's terrible. It's a terrible division. Um, with Derek it, Carr, it just seems right bad. now, right now, looking at it, if if Baker can have a bit of a bounce back from what especially last year was because last year was weird for, for him, uh, being bounced around, um, then the Bucks are probably the best team in the division. But even hey, so, though, they're like a 500 team. Hey, Adam Thielen said that he signed with the Panthers because they could win the Super Bowl. No, the Panthers have the capability to win the Super Bowl if like 10 million things go their way. So I, I, I agree with Adam Thielen in that it is not completely inconceivable that the Panthers win the Super Bowl. Um, we need a we need to have every AFC starting quarterback uh, get injured, uh, multiple injuries in the NFC. Uh, lots of things need to happen for the Panthers to do that, but I, it's not out of the realm of possibility. You would need team buses and planes to go down. That that's what you would need. Basically, yeah. Uh, I I still think the Panthers win the division, but that's. That's just me. I mean, we got to see what happens. The they almost won too. it last year. But they did. No, they did not almost win it. Calm down. How how late into the season were they still in it? Everybody was in it until week 16. Exactly. Do you don't, you don't think CJ Stroud waltz in and, and, and gets it done? We'll see. We will see. I hear there's a good lineage of Ohio State quarterback. Oh no! Wait, oh, no, that's terrible. Need with Ohio State quarterbacks. Oh, you are making things up now. Give me the list of like Ohio State QBs right, that, have, that have done well in the NFL. I kind of just want a list of all of them of all, all right, of the Ohio. Okay, hang on, I got you. All right, Justin Fields is the exception. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins, Cardell Jones, JT Barrett, Braxton Miller, Terrell Pryor, Troy Smith, Todd Beckman, Justin Zwick, Craig Krenzel, Steve Belisari. And now I'm going into the 90s. Kirk Herb Street. And I'm going into the. Had there been no good Ohio State? QBs in the NFL. No, ever. it's 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 been awful. It's been awful. I mean, you could make the argument before Justin Fields, who I, I really think is going yeah, to have a, is going to have a now they're building the offense around him and giving him guys like DJ Moore. 
he's going to have a really good offense to work with. He's going to put up yeah. good numbers. He's going to show he's, he's a good quarterback. You could make the argument, though, that before that, before that, the best quarterback that has played in the NFL out of Ohio State, he had he stayed around for a minute and had some good games. It might be Terrell Pryor. Yeah, and we're not counting Joe Burrow. That doesn't. No, no, that he's he no he's Clemson, yeah. or not Clemson LSU. I'm sorry. Um, well, who was after Justin Fields? As far as was it like CJ Stroud hasn't started for the last like two years, has he? He has, yes. Oh, yeah, and. Who did, who did, who won that game? The the Big Ten game against uh, huh? What? Oh, Michigan. Oh, that's right, Michigan. Oh, he didn't win. Interesting. I'm looking this up now. He he lost to Michigan twice. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. And he didn't play in the Big Ten championship. Yeah, interesting. I did. I I did see him play live against uh, Georgia in the Peach Bowl. He looks very good in that game. Great. They, oh they lost. They lost because uh, their kicker couldn't make a field goal as as the clock struck midnight. Literally, go blue on on twenty twenty two. Go blue. Ohio State sucks. Uh, everyone who goes there is an awful human being, and I hate them all. And uh, that school should be investigated uh, for creating members of ISIS. All right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Damn. Russo. And you can follow him on Twitter at Jared Ross King. They're ISIS. They're literally ISIS. And um, we're going to come back to you sometime in April and then probably once a month after that, uh, just because I don't really feel like um, getting into the doldrums of early April basketball slash fantasy basketball. And then I don't feel particularly inclined to talk about real basketball for a while. So we'll we'll pick it up closer to May, June for draft stuff and July free agency and then start the ball rolling on like rankings, August, September. That sounds like a good plan, right? Yeah, that sounds good. All right. So we'll be taking it easy. We'll be taking it monthly. I'll probably have to put that in the uh, description for this podcast, but uh, thank you for listening and uh, keeping your subscription for when we uh, start ramping up six months from now. So I uh, hope you won your league. I sure didn't, but uh, I, I did last ranking. year. All right. Hopefully the rankings in this podcast have been helpful to you for salary cap leagues. And if you don't play in salary cap leagues, thank you for listening anyways, the dozens of you out there. Um, Thanks, Mom. I don't think my mom has ever heard me on a podcast. I don't think my mom has either. Uh, (laughs) Interesting. I'm not sure if my mom knows how to work a podcast. Yeah, I I doubt my mom could either. So shout outs to all the moms and uh, we will see you next time. Bye.